Before we begin today's podcast, I have an announcement. Next week, we're kicking off our summer podcast series called, What Does It Really Mean to Forgive? But more on that later at the end of today's show. Let's get started. Welcome to the Live Treasure Podcast, brought to you by Treasured Ministries, where every week we coach you with steps of faith you can take today to change your tomorrow. And now, on to today's show. Hey everybody, I'm Aline Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries and your host of the Live Treasured Podcast. Today we are wrapping up our month of May series on mental health. And boy, did I learn so much by interviewing uh, our guests. And today I have one more guest for you. She is what I call the amazing Hannah Dotson. Hannah Dotson works for Treasured Ministries. She is my right-hand woman. And boy, do we have a blast uh, working together and working for the women that we serve. And Hannah and I have both walked through mental health struggles. And today we want to share with you our tips that we have applied personally to our life or that we are applying to help boost our mental health to become all that God has created us to be. So let's welcome the amazing Hannah to the Live Treasured Podcast. Hannah Dotson, I'd love to welcome you to the Live Treasured Podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It is so um, uh, just exciting to have you on. And the reason I'm excited is because I get to work with you every week And um, I get to hear when we have our personal conversations, just great wisdom. And so when we were doing our podcast series um, on this topic, I wanted you to come on and and share. So I'm excited that you're you're here with us today. Um, And, you know, when we were lining out our podcast series, Um, for our Mental Health Month of May. We really wanted to highlight that issue because, um, and the church is getting better about this, but mental health is not something really that has been talked about in the past. And I'm passionate about that, and I know you are too, and that's because Mm -hmm. I have personally struggled with anxiety and and depression inside of my life. And so it really means a lot to me that the church is talking about mental health issues. Um, and, and so, you know, doing this podcast series in May um, was important to me, as I know it was uh, to you. And in my faith, I'm continuing to grow. I'm continuing to find out um, more about uh, the, the, just the importance of paying attention to your mental health and really how, how vital uh, that is. Um, can you share with us just um, why you're passionate about, because I know you were excited too about our May mental health lineup. Um, can you share a little bit more about why you are excited about it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that um, there's definitely a lot more awareness now in our culture about the mental health struggles that we experience, um, where I feel like as before, it there wasn't as much light shed on it. And a lot of people, you know, experiencing mental health issues um, felt a lot of shame or just felt alone or were afraid to talk about it or afraid to seek help. And um, I'm, I'm just really thankful that uh, that in, you know, the culture that we're in today, that, um, people are so aware of mental health struggles and there's a lot of resources out there. There's a lot of, um, conversations that are being had about it. And I think especially just in dealing with, um, COVID and quarantine and people being isolated, a lot of mental health issues really came to the surface and a lot more people were experiencing them. Um, and so I just think, um, it can be easy to feel alone in your struggles because it's not, um, and like you said, you know, the church is talking more and more about these things, but, you know, for the longest time, it wasn't something that was really openly talked about in the church. And so, um, I think that we've got to break that stigma. We've got to talk about it. Um, and, um, you know, I've personally struggled as well with, um, anxiety and depression, postpartum depression, um, and, um, it's comforting when you can hear from somebody else and know that other people have experienced the same thing you have or are experiencing the same thing that you um, have gone through and, and are, are a believer as well. Because yeah. just because we have faith in Jesus doesn't mean that we're not going to struggle with our mental health. And I think maybe sometimes there's that misconception of, well, if I have Jesus in my life, why I shouldn't be struggling with these things, right? Yeah. But that's not true. You know, yeah. like we, we live in such a broken world and there's different types of illness and different types of, of brokenness that we experience. And, you know, just as much as a physical ailment, you know, mental health just dramatically impacts every part of your life and it affects your physical health as well. And so I just think, um, shedding light on this and talking about this this month and highlighting mental health is just, um, important just to, um, if, if we can help somebody not feel so alone, I think that that's huge. Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. And I always tell people, you know, read the book of Psalms if you think that um, it's it's not okay to believe in God and still feel angst or or fear or mm-hmm. worry. Um, or, or look inside of the book of Jeremiah. I love, I always point people to this, but in Jeremiah 20, um, starting with verse 11, you know, Jeremiah is extolling the Lord and just singing his praises um, and, you know, talking about, you know, verse 13, he says, sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for though I was poor and needy, he rescued me, he rescued me from my oppressors. And then verse 14, he says, yet I cursed the day I was born. Um, and then on down in verse 18, he says, why was I ever born? My entire life has been filled with trouble, sorrow, and shame. And so here we see this mighty man of God, a prophet from the Lord who just has those uh, those ups and downs. Um, and mm-hmm. I even did a YouTube video recently, um, and it was entitled, Was Jesus Ever depressed. And so if you're interested in watching that, but the bottom line is, is that it's okay to talk about it. And it's good to talk about it because you sort of, you have that me too moment, um, with Mm -hmm. others and you can, you can support 
one another. And so, um, so what we wanted to do was, you know, Hannah and I are, are continually wanting to learn and to grow and to really, you know, um, uh, just feed into and um, boost our mental health. And so we wanted to talk about in this podcast to sort of wrap up our May podcast series here on the last day of May, just tips that we have put into practice inside of our own life that we've seen that has created a benefit, a boost to our mental health. So Hannah, why don't you start us off with with our first tip to share? Sure. Um, so this is one that I, I feel like I have to continue to work at. It's, it's not an easy one all the time, uh, especially just with social media being um, such a big thing um, in our culture today. And we're on our phones a lot, right? Um, so one of the things that I try to implement into my life and, and work on doing is, is being on my phone less and specifically social media. Um, social media is great. Um, there's a lot of good things about it, but I think that it's important to set limits on how, how often that, um, you know, we're scrolling and how often that we're consuming because it's very draining. And I've, I've noticed that I've noticed that if I've been on my phone a lot, if I'm Mm -hmm. just caught up in social media, scrolling and looking and consuming that I feel kind of tired and drained afterwards. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes I feel a little bit more irritable. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, I know that that's something that can happen when you're, you know, on a screen even, so even TV as well, or like a tablet or something like that, um, that you can just feel a little bit more irritable after being on it too much. And, um, and I think too, like, we're just not, we were not created to constantly consume all of this information all the time. And people share so many things about their lives on social media, which is a beautiful thing, but it's also, it can be, it can be overwhelming. Um, because some of these stories are sad. Sometimes they're really, um, traumatic to hear about. Um, and that I think just can really just affect your mental health in a negative way. Um, so I think even like, I know that the iPhones have the ability to um, have downtime scheduled for your social media apps. And so you can set parameters around that. And I think that that's really helpful. So it's kind of a reminder up, you know, you've, you've like maxed out your time on social media Mm -hmm. for the day. And there, there's an option to override it, of course. But, um, but I think it's a good reminder to kind of check to keep yourself in check. Okay. I, I need to, you know, put this down and take a break from this for a little bit, um, and do something else. And, um, one tip that I actually came across ironically on social media was, um, just a, a tip for helping to kind of break that addiction to being on your phone constantly is to every time that you want to pick up your phone, start replacing that habit with another one, like picking up a book and reading a page or two in the book each time, um, that you would normally want to have your phone and scroll. Um, so kind of retraining your mind and your body to, to reach for other things that are better mm-hmm. for you. Um, so it doesn't have to be reading a book. It could be reaching for your Bible. It could be, um, just doing something that is going to help your me- mental health, um, in a more positive way. Um, and you know, that's not going to make you feel drained. Right. So replacing the habit, the trigger is to, you know, you, you want to pick up your phone and look at social media because you want a break or whatever. And right. so replacing that with something that has a positive, um, a positive, 
you know, uh, aspect to your mental health. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, that is that the social media thing, and you know this about me, I'm always like, I'm never on social media, Hannah, but it's true. (laughs) Like I, I totally, and the research, there's no question with the research that Mm -hmm. research just, you know, it's not like, oh, this might affect your mental health. No, it does. Mm-hmm. It affects people are more depressed, they're more anxious when they're on uh, social media. And I mm-hmm. absolutely have seen that inside of my own life. Um, something else that Dr. Holly Spots, who, you know, she did our previous two, um, I'm crazy about her, but she did our previous two podcasts on mental health. And one of the things that she said, and I was like, gosh, that's so true is that social media is consistently telling us we don't have enough and we are not enough. And I'm Mm. like, that is so true. And, you know, it just sets up this comparison and people are always sharing the best parts of their life. They're not sharing, you know, the fact that they've had a bad day. They're sharing the the good stuff. And then the other part is that um, it is set up to create addiction, you know, and especially all my former codependents out there, or if you're breaking (laughs) free from that and your people pleaser, you know, this is a great way to just feed that addiction of getting that approval from others. And so Mm -hmm. it sets up that we get this ping and this like, and this love and, um, but you know, you, you never get enough. And so, so you go back to it or, or then you post something else and maybe you didn't get as many likes this time around. And it just, it just plays, it just plays with your head, you know, and there's Mm -hmm. a reason why in the Bible, God said, you know, that, that we should not, um, uh, you know, covet others. And, and I think that, you know, that it just sets ourselves up. It sets ourselves mm-hmm. up to, to do that. And it, it, like, I'll get on and I'll feel jealous sometimes. I'll feel, I'll definitely feel like I'm not enough. Absolutely mm-hmm. 2,000%. Now, the positive yeah. is I love, like, keeping up with family members you know, like, and all Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff like that. So, I mean, you got to weigh it out. But when I took my hiatus, I did not go on Facebook. And, um, and when I did that, I put the Facebook app and my Instagram and all of that, it's all under, you know, how you can take your phone and put it like all in one square in the iPhone. Yeah. I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, and organize it. Yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Organize it. And then I put that square on my second page. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So that yeah, I would kind of not have a out of mind. Yes. So that so that I would not see it. And I've never put it back. Now, um, recently I went back on Facebook because a, a dear friend of mine was launching a book, and I absolutely wanted to support her, and I love doing that through through social media. 
But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I could absolutely tell a difference. And I went running. I was like, get me off of this. I want out again. So mm-hmm. so I think there's balance in that, like you're saying. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. studies show, and you know, Hannah, I know you have these two precious, beautiful little girls. And I, you know, I really feel for the young people, there has been a dramatic increase in suicide and all of the, with mm-hmm. our youth and um and I'm a firm believer it's it's because of social media so there you have yeah. it there you yeah. have it yeah so. they're they're definitely facing a lot of challenges uh, you know growing up with with social media versus you know um when social media came out of the scene you know for me I was you know a lot older and, and so it wasn't I mean it was just kind of starting and now it's it's so huge and it's yeah yeah, it's um, it's a different world now for for these children for sure, and so I think it's important to set boundaries with them too, just to protect mm-hmm. their mental health. Yeah, yeah, and and to help them navigate through that, like telling them mm-hmm. things like, "Well, people always post the best parts of their life," and right, you know, yeah, it's a highlight reel. It's just a glimpse into mm-hmm. uh, into somebody's life, and and yeah. you know, we're not seeing all of the things because people pick and choose what they want to share. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so take a social media break, take a social media fast, or mm-hmm. like you're saying, you know, bring balance to it. Cause there, there are good parts of it, right? Like, you know, I mm-hmm. think there are good parts and I tend to like, you know, I like YouTube because I feel like I can choose a little more what I am putting my eyes on versus mm-hmm. Instagram and Facebook. It's, it's all chosen for me, you know? Um, yeah. a little bit, but, but anyway, Hannah, you know, I'm a big YouTube fan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hannah and I, I have this YouTube running too. joke. <laughs> well, I mean, and if, you know, if I need to cook anything, if I need to learn how to do anything, man, I'm headed towards YouTube. And Hannah, YouTube and I, <laughs> we also have this running joke because Hannah is so young. You know, I'm like, you're like from the Instagram generation and I'm the old, old Facebook lady. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. So that's our first tip, um, the the social media tip. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to give another one, and then we'll let you do another one. So here's here's mm-hmm. one that I'm trying to put into play, and that is really guarding my emotional energy. I tell you what, one of the things I love about the Live Treasure podcast are these great women that we get to interview that give me insight. I mean, I'm consistently mm-hmm. learning. And we had Sandra, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, uh, who wrote Sacred Rest on the podcast. And I read her book, and it was an absolute game changer. And one of the things that I learned is that there's all kinds of rest. And she talked about the emotional rest. Well, let me just tell mm-hmm. you, and for everybody out there, that's a codependent, or you're breaking free from that. This is probably a problem for you because <laughs> what we do is we love to carry the emotional weight of everybody else around us. We, we, you know, we worry, we do things that we're not supposed to carry. We, we carry responsibilities loads that God has not asked us to carry. For example, Mm -hmm. you know, does everybody like me? That's not a Mm -hmm. load God has asked you to carry. If somebody 
does an injustice towards you. You know, I, I like, and now I'm like, I don't have time for unforgiveness. I'm going to let God fight this battle and get justice for me. And I, mm-hmm. I can't even spend emotional energy on that. Like, or like, is this my responsibility, you know, to do is, is how somebody's feeling your responsibility? No, it's not. And so there's, there's all these types of emotional energy. And what Sandra, Dr. Sandra Dalton helped me see is that you can wear yourself slam out mentally Mm -hmm. by carrying emotional by spinning your wheels on things that you shouldn't be spinning your wheels on. And so I think Mm. that we really have to be diligent in that. And if there are people in your life that are sucking the emotional energy out of you, you need to set boundaries with them. You know, Mm -hmm. in my yard, I I love to work in, in my yard. Now, I mean, like I didn't, when my kids were at home, I never had time to, but now that they're <laughs> out, it's like I need a diversion. So, so I'm, I'm working in my yard and I've been growing roses. And when a rose grows, Hannah's like, I'm so interested in this because right, you know, I don't, but anyway, there's a point to this story. When a rose grows, it has like a rose in the middle and then these leaves out to the side and in between the big rose in the middle and the leaves out to the side, there are other little roses that will will shoot up. Well, my neighbor is like the rose expert. And I was talking to my neighbor and he said, you know, you need to clip those out. And I was like, why? And he said, well, like on a, they're called, uh, on a tomato plant, you can have these things called suckers. And suckers are like, it's another branch that shoots off And what it does is it diverts the energy away from that big bloom. Okay, so so anyway, and I was like, at first, like, of course, being the codependent, like codependent with my roses, I felt bad. Like, I was like, I don't want to cut this. But you know what? Now I just get rid of the suckers because they (laughs) do not, you know, the... It, you have only so much emotional energy during the day mm-hmm. and you need to direct it in a positive direction. Let God get justice for you and move forward. You need to put yourself in a positive direction. Do not spend time on if this person likes you, if you set a boundary with this person and now they're not speaking to you, whatever, that's not your issue. You know, and right. consistently... I have to monitor that. And something that Holly, Dr. Holly Spots taught me is that codependents will be responsible for things that we are not supposed to be responsible for. And then we'll also make other people responsible for like our choices. And so we've got to stop that. We've got to take mm-hmm. ownership, right? Like if there's an injustice, we've got to say, you know, I'm going to take ownership over this because I'm going to surrender it to God, right? We can't say, Mm -hmm. well, I spent all night up thinking about what this person said to me, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And and of course you have a right to do that. And I would absolutely, like, I'd be like, okay, what did that, you know, all that. But you got, you got like, 
kids in front of you and a purpose to do. And you know what? It's it's like that, I don't know, that video that ran around. We don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so <absolutely>. anyway, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's hard and it will feel weird when you stop, when you're like, is this person upset with me? It You'll feel guilty for not worrying about that. But I'm telling mm-hmm. you, it is like my, it is a sucker and it needs to go. So, <laughs> <Yes>. and toxic people, <laughs> you don't have to like slam the door. You don't have to tell them, I can't spend time around you because you complain all the time. You can gently back away, but you know what? Your mental health matters. And you need to Absolutely. pay attention to that. All right. I'm sorry. So good. So On good, my Eileen. soapbox. <laughs> I just needed to preach to myself, Hannah, because I struggle with that issue. So anyway. Yes. No, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. No, I need to hear that too. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so, um, so watch your social media. Clip the suckers. I'm <laughs> just kidding. That's number two. Watch your emotional energy, and um, and uh, and Hannah, what what is a, the next tip that you'd like to share? Yeah. So, um, so this is one that I really learned from um, my counselor that that I had uh, recently seen. Um, and it's about just being intentional about how I prioritize my time and mm-hmm. and the things that need to get done because a lot of times I tend to think I I have all these things that need to get done, mm-hmm. but are they really all things I need to get done? Or are they, there's some things that I just want to get done, but they could wait. Um, and they're not, it's not urgent. It doesn't have to get done today or right now. And, and so when I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm, and I'm having a day where I just really have low capacity or low energy, mm-hmm. um, to really, uh, focus on getting like one big thing accomplished, um, and, you know, if, if there's another day that I find I have more energy um, or a larger capacity that I feel like I can take on a little bit more then I can, you know, just focus on two big things. And and so taking some things off my plate, focusing on what really needs to get done versus mm-hmm. what doesn't. So so taking the time to be intentional and asking myself that question, OK, is this something that I absolutely need to do or can it wait Mm. Um, so that I'm not feeling all this pressure to do all of the things when I just really don't have it in me. Um, and so I think like having, it's, it's about having that patience with yourself and Mm. and giving yourself lots and lots of Mm -hmm. grace. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something that I have been trying to be more aware of and more intentional, um, in my day to day with the things that I need to accomplish. I love that. I love that. And I think too, I think that's a good word to like if you have a friend and you know your friend is struggling with mental health mm-hmm. you need to relax if they didn't call you back i mean you know what i'm saying like yeah. you need mm-hmm. to you need to have that same grace with with them when when you're going through that because when you feel depressed it can feel like a feat to get out of the bed in the morning mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. celebrating those small victories and seeing like getting the most important things done first mm-hmm. will help like with with overwhelm. So like practically though, let me ask you like practically how do you do that? I mean, do you like at night are you like okay, what needs to get done today or or that or like in the morning do you wake up and like write a list and then circle, okay, this is what needs to get done today. How do you do that practically? 
Um, yes, yeah, so I don't, I don't make a list, but, uh, I mean, sometimes I make lists, but, Good, um, cause I, I don't like lists, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, I mean, I try to, you know, when I'm feeling that more, like I have a higher energy level, which typically I feel like, I mean, there are some mornings I wake up and it's a little hard to get going. Um, and then there are some days where I feel like I have a little bit more energy and a little more pep in my step. And so I can accomplish more. So I try to focus on the you know, getting laundry done or, or things that, you know, might take a little bit more energy and just, you know, that I may not have the energy to do at the end of the day when I'm just feeling really spent. And so, um, I think trying to take the pressure off myself in the evenings when I, when I typically am feeling more exhausted and just feeling, you know, lower energy. And I just, you know, thinking about, okay, I need to take it easy. I need to rest. Mm -hmm. I need to do something that is, restful for myself or something that's going to help my mental health or help me to feel kind of refill my cup. And, um, and so I think letting go of some of the things that, you know, okay, yes, it would be great to have a perfectly clean kitchen before I go to bed. (laughs) But, you know, if I'm having uh, one of those nights where I'm just like, I really don't have it in me is just like giving myself that grace and, and being okay with, you know, maybe having a slightly more messy kitchen that one night and tackling it the next day or, you know, um, you know, I like that <laughs> which tip. is hard because yeah. especially for me and my personality type is, uh, you know, but, um, I have more of like the perfectionistic tendencies and mm-hmm. I do like to have like a clean space and have things done and, and it's hard for me to rest. It's hard for me to sit still. And so I think that, um, can be a challenge for me to, to give myself permission to rest. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So giving yourself permission to rest and then mm-hmm. prioritizing, you know, what's important today. And I think, you know, for me with the day, what'll happen to me is that if I don't sit with God first and ask mm-hmm. him, okay, what's the most important thing that I need to get done today, I can start living in reaction mode like Mm. to my email, can you call me? Can you do this or whatever? And then all of a sudden, instead of, you know, the Lord being in charge of my day and living with that intention, I'm living Mm -hmm. in reaction mode. And then I get to the end of the day and I'm like, dang, I didn't get the most, you know, I didn't write that devotion that I wanted to write for treasure ministries or, or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I love what you said about giving yourself Lots of grace and and lots of patience. I think that is mm-hmm. that is so so critical. So awesome tip, awesome tip. All right. So here's here's my next one, and this one kind of goes along with what you're saying. But um, mm-hmm. if you all listen to Doctor uh, Holly Spots, man, that was like it, that was like a brand new thing for me about thinking through that you know, self-care, that we we do self-care sometimes to check out. Like, mm-hmm. we're like, okay, I like have had, I'm so anxious. And so let me just watch six Netflix shows in a row. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, but <laughs> what escape, she yeah. said, what she said that I, I was like, okay, this is going to be like a new tip for me. She said, mm-hmm. I'm proposing that... It's creating a lifestyle to where you don't have to check out and do those things. Like weaving into your day, you know, um, just times of rest, that kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. 
you know, and taking ownership over that. And I really started thinking about that. You know, I'm always like thinking. Now it's like anytime I'm like, okay, is that my emotional responsibility to take on or not? And then and now I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, am I like being intentional about my life? And I think that mm-hmm. before I would be like, well, it's, you know, it's because I'm, I had to do this for that person, or I had to do that for this person. And I was blaming other people instead of taking ownership. And I think every now and then, I think it's good for us to hit the pause button and to just get space and really look at how we're spending our time and how mm. we how we want to live our life. And, you know, it's kind of like, well, in a perfect world, how, you know, that would be just dandy, Eileen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, because, because right. we're moms and we have children and I know you're in this season of life where you have little ones. And so mm-hmm. there's no like, hey, mom's going to take a break and yeah. get intentional <laughs> about, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, that yeah. doesn't happen. But mm-hmm. I think like, Maybe just consistently thinking that way that, okay, do I really have to do all these things? Which kind of goes along with what you're saying. And and does this line up with how God wants me to live my life? I mean, going back mm-hmm. to the kitchen mm-hmm. example that you talked about, I love that you brought that up, partly because usually at night my kitchen is a mess. <laughs> But anyway, I'm like, high five, Hannah. That is so okay. No shame there. But anyway, uh, yeah, I love to cook, but I when I do it, I tear the kitchen up. But but so it's like, okay, is this is it a kingdom priority? I mean, do you know what I mean? Mm, or okay. yeah, or is like cuddling with my little ones at night, reading a story and giggling, is that a priority? You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. really, and not missing out on these amazing moments in life that seem Mm -hmm. ordinary, but they're really extraordinary. And that's another Mm -hmm. culprit of social media. It says, well, you need to be doing this and you need to be doing that. And you're not driving this Mm -hmm. car and you don't have this handbag and, you know, your yard doesn't look like this or or whatever. And, And so then you just feel this angst and I've got to be doing all this stuff. Well, really? Like, is this what God is calling you to? Like, why do you, you know, why do you care? Is this a worldly value that we're chasing or, you know, so anyway. So, I, you know, and I've just like, that was like a wow moment from Dr. Holly. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to be probably traveling in that space a little bit over the summer going through. But, But I think, you know, back to your point is that living with intentionality and not feeling like, you have to do things feeling like, okay, God, like what's the one thing you want me to do today? And mm-hmm. and being and being free in that in that yeah. space, being free in mm-hmm. that space to to love yourself. Okay. All right. So your turn, tag. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh this is one that um I think is really easy to to do um or to not do, I guess. Um when especially when you are struggling with depression. Um and I'm sure with different types of anxiety, especially like social anxiety, it can be um, easy to fall into this, but, but to not isolate yourself from other people. Um, I think that when I know for me personally, when I've, you know, been really struggling with depression, like 
that sometimes I tend to want to shy away from going and getting together with other people. And it's just, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot more energy um, and effort to, to get up and get ready and go do the things and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, socialize. And, and, um, you know, I think um, like on the days that I have kind of pushed myself to go and be around my friends and, Mm -hmm. and like, I really don't feel like doing this, but it would be really good for me. Mm-hmm. And I always feel so much better after I've gone and done that because yeah. I've been, you know, uh, my friends lift me up and they distract mm-hmm. me from, you know, they, they it's a distraction, like a good yeah. distraction yeah. from, you know, it gets you kind of out of your head and you're focused on other things. And so I think, um, and one thing that the enemy wants to do is to isolate us. And, yeah. um, and so I think, you know, trying not to give into that temptation to isolate when you're really just in a, in a deep pit of despair, or you're just really struggling with your depression. And, and it just feels like such a feat to mm-hmm. get out of bed and go and meet your friends for a play date or go, you know, go meet a friend for, for coffee mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. when, when it would be easier to just stay home and not go, yeah. Try try your best to be intentional and 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 muster the the energy to go do that. Just try and push yourself a little bit to go do that because it'll be it'll be worth it. You'll feel so much better that you went and did that than if you had just stayed home. Yeah, that's really good. And you're two thousand percent right. I mean, the enemy does want to get us in in isolation and. You know, I've absolutely been guilty of that too. One, because I'm an introvert, but I think the other yes, thing is that, <laughs> uh, like, you know, a real fear of mine is is rejection, and so it's like, uh, you know, just putting myself out there, um, and that kind of thing. But that we were created for connection. We always hear that you're created for connection. I mean, you know, you hear that in church. <laughs> Join a small right. group, but um, yeah. but I love what you said too about you know just getting around a friend and you know it could just be one friend and, and having coffee and to really mm-hmm. make that important and and a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we ought to talk about doing like a local gathering here for people that you know, listen to the Treasure Ministries podcast in Raleigh. We we ought to talk yeah. about that, Hannah. Yeah. Let's put that on yeah. the list. <laughs> I love put it. Put it on the list. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. Um, and if you're listening and you have any ideas for that, just email us because we'd love your ideas. We do, we do. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so here's another thing too that I'm starting to do, which has been very helpful. And that is, um, and I I wrote an article about that uh, for our Treasure Tribe magazine. Um, we had our inaugural issue. Hannah designed it. It was beautiful. But I wrote an <laughs> article about answering anxiety um, by asking the right questions and trading the what if. And, you know, this mm-hmm. past semester in the Treasure Tribe um, semester, I'm saying it like, a college professor <laughs> this past semester <laughs> but anyway in we have a we have a fall bible study and then we have a winter spring so in the winter spring um, we did a study on the gospel of mark called perfect love and so we walked through the gospel of mark using the nourish method and one of the biggest things that i saw this time is as we were walking through the gospels about our lord jesus was how much he would ask people questions. 
You know, mm-hmm. whenever there was anything going or in his interaction with the disciples, he was consistently asking questions. And mm-hmm. I think there's, a, you know, like, do you want to get well? Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, and um, woman, why are you crying? And um, and and the the story that I talked about in this particular article, it was when um, they were, you know, uh, in the stormy seas, and the disciples were freaking out, you know. And mm-hmm. Jesus was asleep in the boat. By the way, <laughs> he was not, he's not worried about <laughs> it at all, right? You know. But so they they started freaking out, and and in Mark's gospel, he says, "Why are you?" so afraid. And then in Luke's gospel, in that same story, Jesus asks, where is your faith? And when anxiety comes up inside of my life, you know, when the waves of anxiety come, Mm -hmm. normally the reaction is the what if questions. I get into the future because because I tell you what, I mean, I'm going to help God out by, you know, just trying to figure out my future and think about it. So it's like, well, what if this happens? What if I get rejected? What if I put this out there and nobody likes it? What if this, what if I don't have enough? What if we do this for treasure ministries and it's a total da da da? So what, what if this happens to my children? And so I get out there Mm -hmm. in the future, really, you know, thinking about things that have not even happened yet. And Mm -hmm. I have found that when the trigger of anxiety comes, you know, trading my what if with with these two questions, Eileen, why are you so afraid and where's your faith? Like, Mm -hmm. for example, if I'm afraid of, you know, like if, you know, like if like somebody invites me to go and I'm like, well, what if they don't like me? What if, you know, like how you were saying, you know, so then it's like, okay, why are you so afraid? Mm-hmm. You know, then being honest, okay, I'm afraid of getting, well, where's your faith? Oh, oh, my faith is in man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. then, you, then you can flip That's it true. or like, or if you're worried about like maybe how God is going to provide, okay, well, why are you so afraid? And then verbalizing it, God, I'm afraid because I'm afraid that I'm not going to have provision this. Okay, well, where's your faith? Oh, mm-hmm. Right. You've got my back. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like God God is right here, you know, God is right here with us. And so I think for me, in the anxiety, it's really easy for our brains to just hit and go in the in the tailspin. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and spiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and spiral. And these disciples, I mean, they'd already seen the water change to wine. I mean, they'd already seen all this stuff. And yeah. then it's like, where are you? You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? Right. So, um, and and so, and again, going back to what we first said, if the disciples that saw miracle after miracle felt mm-hmm. angst, see, it's okay. So, but Jesus, right. he, 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 you know, he calms the waves, but then he goes for a greater miracle and the deeper mm-hmm. healing, which is getting to the root of why they felt the angst in in the first part. And so mm-hmm. I think that those two questions, trading your what if and stopping and asking yourself different questions, why are you so afraid and where's your faith? 
that can make all the difference in the world. Um, you know, there's a woman inside the treasure tribe, love her. I call her the grandmama bear of the treasure tribe. She's a huge journaler and she says that really helps her too. Um, Mm. so anyway, Mm -hmm. so that's, that's one thing that I'm trying, you know, when the trigger of anxiety comes to just breathe and then ask myself those, you know, trade the what ifs for, for more directed divine questions. And then, you know, a processing with the Holy Spirit to get to the root and, and to get to truth. So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really great. That's my next tip. Okay. All right. Your turn. (laughs) Um, so, and this is probably like one of the more obvious ones that people talk about, but, but it's, it's true. Um, exercise, um, like Uh for me has, Ever since I really got into exercising regularly, um, probably like four, four or five years ago, um, I, I just really noticed it, it benefit my mental health tremendously. Um, I mean, obviously we know exercise releases those endorphins, those feel good hormones, the happy hormone. Um, but you know, it's, it's, so it's not only, you know, making you feel good from those feel good, um, endorphins, but you know, you're, you're doing something for your body. That's, that's good for your body too. Um, it, it, I, I always feel like more accomplished. I feel mm-hmm. stronger. It helps me feel more confident, ready to take on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, when, when we feel kind of out of control due to anxiety or depression or just things going on around us that, you know, we can't control, right. Um, that, you know, focusing on doing something that makes us feel good. That's, that's also good for our bodies too, you know, I think kind of helps you feel like you have a little bit of control over something. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just think it takes your mind off of things too. And, um, I think it can be a little empowering too, just to, um, you know, I like to lift weights (laughs) and so I I feel like, you know, lifting weights. Hannah has some guns (laughs) y'all. She has guns. No. <laughs> oh, just, I don't know. Something about, I don't know, being a woman and lifting those weights. Yeah. And just, you know, you feel Girl. strong, you feel confident, yeah. you feel good. Like I can do this, you know? Yeah. And so I think um, that it's been really beneficial, I know, for me. And so, um, you know, I, I think that that's something that is, I recommend to, to people, like even if it's just walking, mm-hmm. um, finding something that, um, you can do that you can incorporate into your daily life or, you know, maybe it's not every day, but it's, you know, several times a week is whatever you can, 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 uh, however you can fit it into your schedule, I guess, in your lifestyle, but finding something you enjoy doing that makes you feel good, but get your body moving. You know, I think there's really something to that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, Michelle Neihart, who she did our second podcast um, on mental health, Um, she posted about research that says that if you move your body for 20 minutes, was it five times a week or three times a week? I can't remember now, but... I think it was five times a week. Okay. So if you move Mm -hmm. your body for 20 minutes, I mean, and moving your body could be like a walk, right? Or um, Mm -hmm. then, then it has the same positive benefits as taking a low-dose antidepressant. And I was like, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty powerful evidence, you know, for, yeah. for your mental health. And, Absolutely. and I think the key is like, you know, 
you don't have to lift big weights like Hannah. I mean, you can. <laughs> you can get some right. guns yeah, like Hannah. Yeah. So, but you can do that. You can, you know, but it's like, uh, but it is about just movement. And so like mm-hmm. for me, you know, I love to walk with a friend. I think that gives me kind of, kind of hits two birds yeah, two birds with one stone. I was trying to think if I was saying that <laughs> correctly. You know, so I have um, a friend in in my neighborhood, and we love to go walking and, you know, just for like 30 minutes. So that's something. Um, I also walk. We're, we're taking a break for the summer, but, I, you know, I think, too, like, I would call, you know, uh, somebody in the treasure tribe and we would walk during the week, even though she lives in another state and we would just mm-hmm. talk on our mm-hmm. phones and walk for 30 minutes. And, um, and, and then the other thing is that, you know, and I love, like it is, I love working in my yard. I love to plant. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say it's good for my mental health. And so, you know, that's, that's movement. And I think, you know, so it doesn't have to be a million burpees. Praise (laughs) the Lord. It doesn't have to be traditional exercise. Right. (laughs) You don't have to lift weights and get guns. You don't have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) No, you don't have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. But the point is, is that science shows that when you move your body, it does boost your mental health. Um, and the, mm-hmm. the therapist I go to, um, at one point, he had, um, he actually moved into a building, this was years ago in his practice, where he had, like he said, he believed in it so much, he like built a gym in his practice because he he didn't want anybody that came to him to say, you know, I can't exercise that kind of thing. So find mm-hmm. find what you love and right. it's mm-hmm. about moving. Mm-hmm. It, it's about mm-hmm. moving. So um so yeah so great great tip. Um yeah great tip. So um so in wrapping up today um and we wanted to share these tips with you um because one, we wanted to tell you that, you know, Hannah and I, we invest in our mental health. And it's something I think that we have to be open about and stay consistent with and that it's a thing just like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, eating right and all of that, then we need to take care of, of our mental health. And so we mm-hmm. wanted to just share with you what, one, we wanted to say, hey, there are days that we struggle too. But here are some things that we have been doing or that God is putting on our heart that we're going to start doing that we think that will um, that will just to boost that mental health. And I think that inside mm-hmm. community, when we can, you know, collaborate and share stuff that it that it just helps us grow. So that was that was the goal in inside of this podcast. Hannah, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up today? Um, I just think, um, I just want anybody who's listening out there to know that, um, there's no shame in having struggles with your mental health and, um, there's no shame in getting help, whether it's seeing a therapist or counselor or, um, taking medication, um, 
prayer, like all different types of things that you, you might do to try to help, um, better your mental health and, and to, to feel better. Um, but there is nothing wrong with you and, um, you're not alone. And I, I hope that uh, you can take some of these tips that we've shared today and, and put them into practice in your life and, and just see some, um, some fruit from that, um, and just feel better and see an improvement in your mental health. I love that. What a beautiful note uh, to end on. And we absolutely mean that um, 2,000%. So I hope that Mm -hmm. this month of May was helpful to you as we've uh, dived into this topic um, on mental health. And we plan on every May um, finding experts, just, you know, talking about it. Because the more that we do talk about it, the more that it gets into the light. And that is where Mm -hmm. the healing can uh, begin. Hannah, thank you Mm -hmm. so much for coming on the podcast, for sharing uh, with us your wisdom and and your story, too. Um, And Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, and so, and just know out there that, that we do pray for women that come in contact with Treasure Ministries, and we are praying for you and that, um, that mental health is, is a struggle, but that God has keys in his word too that can lift us up. And so we can rise up and walk with him that we're never alone. Thanks so much, Hannah. So that wraps up not only our podcast today, but our mental health podcast series that we've been focusing on for the month of May. I pray that you were blessed. And if you enjoyed this series, get ready for summertime because this summer, next week, I'm kicking off our summer podcast series It's going to be on the Live Treasure podcast, also on our YouTube channel. I'm also posting it on the Treasure Tribe website. And that is, what does it really mean to forgive? You know what? For years, my lack of understanding about forgiveness kept me tied in unhealthy relationships through religious guilt. And I wasn't free. But when I began to dive deep inside of God's Word, I unpacked truth. And what I found out was that oftentimes that we simplify this very significant, important, vital topic to your healing, we simplify forgiveness when it's really complex. But when you open up the Word of God, And when you find truth about what it means to forgive as God forgave you, you see that it's truly a key to your freedom. You know, God doesn't want you to be a doormat. He doesn't want you to trust everyone, but He does want to bring you forward and redeem everything that injustice has been a loss in your life. So are you ready? Yeah, me too. So next week we'll get started. And every week I'll be sharing with you a teaching message inside of the Word of God as we dive deep into this topic. 
And in addition to that, I'm also going to be sharing with you scriptures that you can read during the week on your own to discover more and to go on your own journey. So I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.